0: sideline it's caught touchdown
1: Brady pumps looking for Brown deep and throwing for
0: Brown he's got it the 30 the 20 the 10 the Patriots
1: have won okay welcome back to season three of touchdown with Tom Will episode two of the 2020 season last week you we were saying football's coming and our football has come Tom Uh, and we saw Chiefs-Texans open up Thursday night football, and then we watched lots more football uh, over the weekend. It is so nice to finally have it back and ready for us to review and pick apart. Um, And the game we predicted would be the best game of the week, Chiefs-Texans didn't disappoint, did it?
0: No, it didn't. And to be fair, the MVP from the Super Bowl last year, Patrick Mahomes, didn't disappoint. He was absolutely elite, and there's nothing that even someone with the talent that Deshaun Watson has could do about it. But I honestly think my biggest take from this game, so the Chiefs won it 34-20. Yep. My biggest take is that Patrick Mahomes, he is class, okay? And I do not think Deshaun Watson is too far off him, if I'm being honest, and ability. But Patrick Mahomes has just so many complementary factors involved. And it just shows that he's ended up at a better franchise than Deshaun Watson. Not only does he have a superb head coach in Andy Reid, he's been there, done that, and this incredible offence, who could just literally, yeah, if, you, if, if the throwing game's not happening, he can bring in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who was their first round pick, who we've absolutely slept on, we haven't um, even mentioned Yeah, what him. a
1: debut from him, just to his little stats, 25 rushes, 138 yards, and a touchdown, not bad for your, for your debut, and again, yeah, a guy we hadn't even talked about through the off-season.
0: And funnily enough, the run game was the only sort of area that the Chiefs were a little bit suspect last year, Yeah, they obviously have all these weapons to throw to. And then, yeah, they bring in him and they can now dominate in the run game as well. And so Patrick Mahomes just has, he, is the, the, he has the ability, but also the fact that he can sort of rely on so many other people to make big plays on offense and defense means that he that's where they will be more successful against decent teams like the Texans. Whereas Deshaun Watson just doesn't have that, have those sort of complementary factors. He's obviously lost DeAndre Hopkins, his biggest target, in on offense now he's got Will Fuller who I mean did all right but he's not D-Hop do you know what I mean yeah no no yeah he had Will
1: Fuller, Damat, he had David Johnson, Randall Cobb who had two receptions for 23 yards, Brandon Cook's two receptions for 20 yards it's not the same especially when we talk about the kind of game that D-Hop had in his debut for the Cardinals it's just not it's not the same talent and I think what you're saying there is kind of summarized by the fact that since, so since the, the Texans were up against the Chiefs in that playoff game last year, they were up twenty-four nothing. Since they were up twenty-four nothing, they've been outscored 85-27 by the Chiefs in the kind of minutes since over the end of that game. And then this game, and the difference between Mahomes and Watson isn't that at all. Yeah. But the difference between the rosters right now and the coaches and the organization and where they kind of are in their kind of production, no one is doubting the Chiefs have a very good shot at making the Super Bowl again this year. The Texans aren't being put in that kind of bracket, and. That's what happens to young quarterbacks sometimes, and it's interesting, as we said when we talked about Watson's contract, that it is only a four-year deal. Um, I don't think he's going to be a lifetime player for the, the Texans, especially the way that organization seems to be going, the way he feels it's being run. But uh, I mean, just having football back <laughs> was great. Having the Chiefs stadium with, I think it was 20 or 22% of fans. Yeah, like very 17,000 odd. Seventy thousand, all spread out as well. Usually when you see reduced fans, they're all in the bottom tier, but completely spread out all over the gang, dotted around. That was something interesting to see.
0: They were well noisy though. they like, anyway, they made noise. We were, oh, they made noise. We were like, we were like, is this—is this like fake crowd noise? Like I couldn't football? tell if it
1: was half fake crowd noise and half Chiefs. But I think it was all fans. Well,
0: because I watched the Packers Vikings, yeah. which are no fans, and it's just silent, absolutely yeah. silent. So they're obviously not putting on. They're crowd not pumping in, yeah. no.
1: Um, but yeah, great, great start to the season. Great start to the Chiefs. Cub um, literally just picked up where they left off. No Super Bowl hangover. Um, for them. No playoff hangover for the Packers uh, who played the Vikings 43-34. Very entertaining game. Um, Aaron Rodgers looking right in the swing of things coming back into his or whatever 20th season uh, in the
0: NFL. Well we said that he had a massive point to prove didn't we? We actually the games that we highlighted ended up being there were a lot of good games this week but the games that we highlighted the points that we I like to say that we're pretty good at our jobs, yeah, Will. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, three, years, three years of veterans <laughs> of, this, of, of, this, of this job. <laughs> and we definitely picked up on the fact that Aaron Rodgers really had a point to prove with Jordan Love being brought in in the first round, who, funnily enough, is the third string quarterback, not even named as the backup, yeah. which is quite a strange thing. But he had a point to prove. Threw for four touchdowns. We highlighted an individual game. The Vikings obviously made the playoffs last year. They were pretty good. And they did, to be fair, get their running game going, as we predicted with Dalvin Cook. But they did miss just the quality at quarterback. Kirk Cousins, not a bad game again, but it's another big defeat for him. And Rodgers was just absolutely on fire. There were a couple of classic Rodgers touchdowns rolling out of the pocket, absolute laser into the end zone. It was 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 an exhibition. It was, and he, I think he looks younger almost. Yeah, no, uh, I agree, in, in, and he's acting younger.
1: In, yeah, in Matt LaFleur's uh, offence, and uh, me and Tom were just talking before the show about how he's become this kind of semi-regular guest on the Pat McAfee show, and as a, as a player that's often been classed a, a little bit like Tom Brady in the sense of being very efficient, but not kind of the, the biggest character, and very grumpy, and almost kind of wishing he was in California, not in Green Bay, um, it seems hilarious on that, really good chat, really good insights, he was talking about how different it was to him playing with no fans, hearing all the audibles pretty much from the Vikings team, where often you wouldn't even hear, you know, what's being said 10 yards from you. Um, but yeah, looks very young. The way he was talking about, you know, Matt, not coach, or coach of Fleur, kind of, there's only four years age gap, age gap between um, the two guys it means they probably got a slightly better chemistry, I think, um, than he had towards the end of his uh, time with McCarthy. So yeah, the Packers really just lift, leaving off... Uh, where they left off that's not a phrase is it picking up where
0: they <laughs> left off living <laughs> off where <laughs> they left <laughs> off uh, no but Aaron Rodgers I, yeah I generally think Matt first taken years off him yeah honestly I think he'll be able to keep going now in Green Bay for a long time obviously signed contract last year which at the time made him the highest paid NFL player obviously being been absolutely obliterated yeah. since then but having this young coach has yeah, reinvigorated him, and as you mentioned, he's making appearances. He's a he's a regular guest every single yeah. Tuesday. He'll be yeah. on the Pat McAfee show, which is uh, another NFL podcast. Good friends of ours at the Pat McAfee oh, show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, future friends, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's an absolute character, and you can sort of see a bit more of his personality than you've seen in recent years. Where yeah, people would have thought he's just been a bit down in the dumps. Yeah, it's good to see, and he's yep. always clearly. Performing on the pitch.
1: Yeah, no, he, could, he had a bit of the, um. I don't know. If it was PR. I don't think it was PR. A little bit to dispel the rumors of kind of a a, a rivalry between him and Jordan Love. I don't know if you saw some of the videos of him kind of pushing him around, uh, or I think he haystacked him or something. It was kind of a play of like big brother kind oh, of behavior. A haystack. A haystack. A haystacks <laughs> where like you uh you you make your body into a haystack. You, know, you crouch down on all fours uh, behind someone. <laughs> pushing, I, think, I think there was a bit of that. Um, it did look like it taking some almost like when you get, I don't know if you get, when you get like a dog, an older dog, a puppy. And the older dog kind of livens up a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I'm seeing with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, uh, I'm sure he'll love that. The com- old I'm, dog. I'm sure he'll love that comparison.
0: Teaching the old dog new tricks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I so like that a,
1: a bit of competition though, because he hasn't really had, com- I mean, I'm not saying Jordan Loves competition for Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Fame, Jordan Love's achieved nothing yet. But having a bit of competition, having a bit of a chip on your shoulder, as they love to say in the NFL, because obviously he's had this career and then they drafted a quarterback, may have pushed him on, uh, and pushed this game even further. So yeah, that was good to see. Um, him coming back the call about battle though that we were obviously most excited to see I think was Drew Brees versus Tom Brady a couple, a couple
0: of old dogs a couple of proper,
1: <laughs> proper old dogs a couple of guys that seem to share every stat pretty much you can have um, you know the top four for passing yards and completions and all these kind of things and the Saints won out 34-23 and what felt a bit of kind of like the established team in that division really having the experience not the experience in terms of Years of experience playing as a as a roster um, to just kind of get over the line there quite comfortably in the end against Buccaneers. It wasn't a bad debut for Tom Brady, though.
0: No, he played played well. Yeah. Yeah. He's got rushing touchdowns. Yeah, which was I remember pretty pretty to Tom. See. Tom Brady scored a rushing touchdown. Honestly, yeah. absolutely insane. But no, yeah, it was good to start. But as you you rightly say, the Saints. We both pick yeah. to win this division. You pick them to win overall. I don't know why my heart led with my head over on that decision. But it was clear to see that they've yeah, they're just more efficient, a more efficient group at the moment. A lot of potential, which is weird to say that players like Brady, Gronk have potential. Yeah. It's really strange because they've obviously been there, done it all. But there's potential in that group to really become a bit more cohesive. Saints won it in the end 34-23, which sounds like a bit of a blowout. And towards the end, it was. It it sort of got away from the buzz. Yeah, it did. And weirdly enough, Tom Brady didn't actually Target the sort of players that we thought we were. We didn't have a great real um, relationship with the likes of Godwin Evans. I think the wide receiver he threw to most was this rookie called Williams, who no one had ever heard of. Yeah. Um. He did like he scored a nice touchdown throwing to OJ Howard. So he obviously likes going to those tight ends. But yeah, it's it's one to keep looking forward to. We don't want to talk about the Bucks every single week, no. Because it'll, and also you're right. You said the other day that every single Brady Brady defeat will be a big deal. Yeah, I, mean, there, I think, it, I think it will wait. be. It'll take a while for that to kind of wear off. Because it'll be everyone waiting for that first, well, waiting for them to get going, really. Yeah, waiting for it going or waiting for a complete meltdown. It's gonna be one of.
1: But <laughs> you know, you're true. I mean, it, it was kind of a thing where they signed so many players and they couldn't all succeed and score five touchdowns in the first game. I mean, Fournette um, only had five carries. Got, got, Sorry, Gronkowski only had two targets, so definitely a lot of warming up to do with that team. And obviously, it's so tough having no preseason. That's that's kind of one team in this division, if any above any else, that would have loved a preseason to kind of start getting these players in sync with each other. Because there are so many new players of the team. Looking down like the receiving core um, that kind of were targeted in the game. Obviously, Fournette knew Gronkowski knew Deshaun McCoy knew. Um, so a lot of kind of uh, bonding for that team to do. And obviously, in any game going to the the uh, Saints would be yeah. tough for teams in their prime. Yeah. You know, Chiefs going to the Saints right now would be a difficult game. So we can't really judge them on think.
0: I think the Buccaneers have played the toughest game on their schedule yeah. already. Yeah. Like their first game out. So it's quite funny. My hockey team, we play in the, in the national pre the slightly oh, there'll be probably as many fans at this hockey game as <laughs> the, uh, the saints Bucks game. <laughs> but we're, our first game is against are you know, the best team in the league by far. And we're at the moment, we're going through a transition of our of our team we're, and we're not quite ready with our new tactics and whatever. But we were saying actually playing the best team first isn't a bad thing no. because essentially you get figured out, they'll figure out any problems that you have, yeah. they'll expose you and you can learn from it for the really important games down the line. And I think this is a bit the same with the Buccaneers. They can, they've, they've been figured out a little bit by the Saints, but actually it will highlight areas that they need to improve on and going forward they can use all that knowledge to yeah, make yeah. a real push.
1: I, mean, I think that's true, because I'm sure you imagine even when even if your team makes the, you know its top potential, you will still have an unbelievably tough game against Serverson either way. Yeah. So why not get first? If it's a loss, it's a loss, but you learn stuff, rather than having it as a crunch game towards the end of the season where even at your peak, yeah. you might well lose. And I mean the Bucks would feel the same. The Bucks could get into a great run of form, win five games and we'd probably still pick the Saints <laughs> in this situation. Yeah. So a couple of fun facts from that game before we move on, Tom Brady became the oldest player to score a touchdown. In NFL history, age forty-three and forty-one days. That'll, that'll happen
0: every single time. Like. Yep, yep.
1: And Tom Brady actually has as many Super Bowl wins six as the Bucks have playoff wins six uh, what? in franchise history. That so is insane! Uh, if Tom Brady has a good run this year, he will increase by fifty percent. Uh, oh, the Bucks, uh playoff appearances so that slightly shows the um, when everyone was like is it a big signing for the Bucks?" yes a <laughs> phenomenal signing for the Bucks. so exciting to see where that will go still a good game um, and the last game that I know Tom definitely wants to talk about and we're both feeling quite smug here <laughs> about picking the Cardinals to win because the Cardinals defeated for, uh, Super Bowl runners up the 49ers twenty-four twenty in what was really a, a, a Kyler Murray showpiece.
0: Oh it was in, it was insane. It was honestly insane. And I found myself, even though we highlighted the Bucks Saints as the game the game to yeah. watch, I found myself watching the 49ers Cardinals way more because Kyler Murray is just electric. And it's insane. He is so athletic, so quick, but he is by definitely a thrower before a runner. So he tries to he tries to throw the ball down the pitch first, before setting off. Whereas you'd say, I still think Lamar Jackson is a runner before a thrower. I still think he is. And I'm not saying that Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson, but it's so impressive. He can pinpoint, he targeted, he got, him and D-Hop had this incredible relationship. We talk about... Which is
1: amazing. We talk about the Bucks
0: trying to warm up to these relationships and straight away, bang, Kyler Murray has... DeAndre Hopkins working really well together. I think it was a career game for DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. 14 receptions, which is the most he's ever had in a game, and that relationship just started like that. And then Kyler Murray can run and he can set off. He scored the most insane rushing touchdown where he's just he's got these little legs. Yeah, and it's just yeah. <laughs> you just have to watch it. It's it's great. We might, we'll try and put the um, put a bit up on our our Facebook page. Yeah, we definitely will yeah. of Kyler Murray rushing. But it just, so he, that, that is what um, changed the game, actually. His ability to extend plays, to get first downs. So they went the, I think the game winning touchdown, went, or it was definitely the, or the one before, the one, went 94 yards. And he had about 40 of those rushing on third down, yeah. where he just gets out. And he also, people said, I'm in love with Kyler Murray, by I the know. way. <laughs> it was already, uh, uh, quite clear. And people also said, so he, he is undersized for a quarterback. People say you have to be six foot plus, big, stocky, sort of like a Sam Darnold build yeah. to be a good quarterback. Someone who you think in your head feels small is Joe Burrow. He's yeah. six foot one and he yeah. just seems small to you. Well, especially
1: up against like Bruce and Ben Roethlisberger and he's kind of Bruce. giant. Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> especially up against Bruce and uh, Roethlisberger and he's yeah, kind of exactly. big quarterback, so Those, yeah.
0: And even Brady is like six foot four. Like, yeah. So Carlo kind of Murray is five, ten, maybe. Yep. And that is just so small for a quarterback. So people said when he came into the league, He's just going to get injured as he gets sacked, pounded. But he has a great awareness of where the danger is and when to look after himself. So he goes down like he slides at the right times. It's smart. His self-preservation is an actual skill that is really going to help him in the NFL. And he was incredible. 49ers, we've talked about teams who have had the Super Bowl hangover, having lost it. Falcons, Rams. Question is now whether the 49ers can come back for it. I think they can. Because they've got the talent, they've got a really good young coach. But that ha- that was the same with the Rams last year.
1: Yeah, and another team in the toughest division in football. Yeah. Uh, so, like, even if you do have kind of a decent year, that's not enough to make the playoffs in that division. Also, I don't know what you said, like, about i You said 5'10", five, 5'8". Five he is just over 5'8". <laughs> five foot, five, five foot eight and a bit. No! Um, so, unbelievable. Where is that so that He was so, obviously
0: wearing high heels at the combine. Yeah, right? so,
1: <laughs> so even, even if Deion Hopkins is standing right in front of him, he has to throw it up. Yeah, <laughs> general, which, which would be a, a deal Hopkins had like for a guy in his first game for a team and they often talk about wide receivers being in a position where you most have to like, you know, gel up first, build that relationship. 88% passing completion from Murray to General Hopkins, 14 receptions, 151 yards. Um, I think they said, yeah, career high 14 receptions was the second most in a game by a Cardinal wide right receiver since 62. That's his first game playing for them. So,
0: And they've had some wide receivers. Oh yeah, and they've, <laughs> well, they've,
1: had, they've had Larry for, for yeah, forever. Yeah, exactly. Um, talking of uh, life, it's Gerald, past Hall of Famer Jerry Rice for the most career receptions in the season opening games, he just keeps playing and again, I mean, what a player to have as part of that offence, it all just gels so nicely, I-, I love watching the Cardinals and this is a big win for them I yeah. mean, they-, they have won a lot of games against the 49ers in the previous years but now the 49ers have upgraded so much over the last 18 months um, to start with, this win really kind of shows they're not the underdogs in this division. I don't think in their heads.
0: Well, not in their heads. They, I think they still are. The, uh, the underdogs the, in I the mean, division. Uh, they're not in our heads. Either. The bookmakers
1: book <laughs> might bait them underdogs, but only slightly.
0: Well, listen to the games that they have coming up. So the next game this week we won't really talk about too much is against Washington, right. who before the season everyone was saying it was one of the weak sides. Obviously had a great win this week against uh, the Eagles. So they got Washington, the Lions, who are pretty poor in their division. The Panthers, who have a new coach and a pretty ropey defence. The Jets, who I know you uh, are a lover. Well, yeah, (laughs) but they're they're, they're a walking win. Yeah, Difficult game against the Seahawks. Yep. Dolphins, Bills. So that's their next, what? One, two, that's the next about ten games. Yeah. That is, apart from the Seahawks. Yeah. And a tough game against the Panthers, I would say. A tough game maybe against the Dolphins, but they weren't great. Um... That is a very winnable schedule. Yeah. Very winnable schedule.
1: Yeah. Oh, it'd be exciting to see where the cards... And the cards could kind of come second in the division. I think of the teams they becoming above. And yeah, yeah above. yeah. It's going to be the Rams, or it's going to form a Super Bowl. 49ers, run up Super Bowl, or the absolutely stacked Seahawks. So, I mean, every divisional game is going to be unbelievable yeah. in this division. We said when we previewed the, the league last week. We must move on, uh, on just touching on a few of the other results. Not hugely, because we say we're going to be more kind of focused... On the games that matter, all the games that are kind of the top entertaining games.
0: So uh, let me just go through our predictions at the moment. Sure. So We both called the Chiefs, both called the Cardinals. Yeah. We call it, We're bloody good. At this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so it was nil nil, obviously. Then you called the Saints. I called the Bucks. One nil you. Then I called the Packers. So it's one all going into the next set of games. And in our new sort of format, we will breeze Drew breeze through yeah. these games with a few 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 points. Um, a bit less detail than we did before to enable us to go into lots of detail for the big games.
1: Yeah, uh, so might as well start with the Patriots. Cam Newton, his debut. Uh, they beat the Dolphins 21-11. Uh, Fitzpatrick, I think, threw three interceptions. Now the question is how long till Tua, um, especially seeing some other good debuts by when a lot is, of rookies. When is Tua long for Tua? That's going to be cut. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, not not great by Fitzpatrick and we're just going to Maybe see countdown. How many Dolphins losses will it be uh, until he moves into that starting role? Depends how ready he is, I guess. Um, but a good start for Cam Newton. Quite a nice start, I think, yeah. uh, in terms of getting him into that into that team. But also very interesting seeing Cam Newton, you know, rushing for a touchdown or rushing twenty Two yards. Touchdowns. But, but just a lot more the, the idea of seeing a Patriot quarterback <laughs> with that athleticism. You have to take your glasses off and rub them and it'll be like, Oh right. That is the Patriots. Um, cause he's so unlike what you've seen, Bill Faircheck set up in terms of schemes for years, but him properly proving that he can adapt to having a completely different style of quarterback, uh, giant Steelers. Uh, I watched that. That was on Monday Night Football. Um, and the Steelers were just, just, just better, yeah. um, all, all, all over the field than the Giants. Um, Dan Jones never worst game. Uh, but Steelers, Ruffles Burger, right back where he was a year ago before he had his injury. Um and we both picked the Steelers to win that, so quite a comfortable win there by the Steelers. The Ravens, Tom, just took the Browns to pieces. No,
0: they were insane, and the Browns were pretty poor actually. Though the Ravens were just again so, so much yeah. better. And it shows 38 6. 38 though. 6 though is and we will talk about the Browns a little bit more in our preview. Yeah. But it's a big win for the Ravens. We both picked the Ravens there. We also both picked the Panthers to beat the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. They secured their first victory yeah. as of the franchise, 43-30 in a high-scoring game. Teddy Bridgewater played well for the Panthers, but their defense really let them down and that's sort of the point I highlighted. I was like maybe they can turn around this defense. Every single draft pick from the Panthers this year was a defensive player. And so, and Matt Rule, the um, former Baylor, Bar- Baylor Baylor, Baylor Baylor coach <laughs> Baylor coach is um, going to have to turn that around. So we both picked Panthers there. That was the, the one of the games that we both got wrong. Uh, Falcons, Seahawks. We both picked the Seahawks and they played really well. Winning 38-25 though. Falcons, that's encouraging for them, I think, against, as we said, a really stacked Seahawks team. Russell Wilson just showing his class once more. Yep. And then on to the Bengals Chargers. We will talk about the Bengals in the in our preview, but they were a lot better with Joe Burrow, yeah. then we both thought, and they missed a a a, a tying field goal with yeah. the final kick of the game. Uh, their kicker pulled a calf as he uh, went to kick to turn into overtime. I was
1: getting these messages from Tom where it's like they've got a kick, they've got a kick to tie it, and then I was like I, I couldn't get on the stream fast enough, so I was basically Tom was my news, and he was like. Oh, he's missed it. <laughs> oh, and
0: they were they were on the well. We'll talk about it a bit more. But they were on the the two yard line or something. Yeah. Burrow had a throw to um, AJ Green in the in the end zone. AJ Green unfortunately pushed off his corner oh. and so got done for pass interference. Went back and they missed the kick. The Bills beat the Jets. Uh, I picked the Bills. Jo- Josh Allen did really well. The, the, the <laughs> Jets, the Jets, the Jets, Jets looked no
1: different to how they looked last year or the year before or the year before. There was just there was nothing different. They, they've taken away his best weapon in Robbie Anderson. They've placed it with uh, the guy from Tampa who's not very good, <laughs> Rashad Perry, uh, Perryman. Um, and I just don't think... I, I feel really bad for Sam Donald. I feel like all the other quarterbacks, or a lot of the other quarterbacks from his class, ignoring Josh Rosen, um, have kind of started to be built teams around them. Or at least and, they're giving them weapons. Like... Yeah, are giving them weapons. Well, yeah, in terms of Josh Allen getting weapons for the Bills... Um, debut for uh, Stephon, Diggs. Stephon Diggs, and then obviously uh, Baker <laughs> being given all the weapons he could possibly want and still losing 38 uh, 6. And so, so yeah, it's it's, it's tough, but the Jets were the rubbish, and I'm not sure we'll spend much time this season talking about them. They've fallen number 32 in the NFL's power rankings, and that's where they deserve to be. <laughs> the Eagles were shocked, though, yeah, uh, because they lost to the Washington football team, yeah. as we're going to get more used to saying, 27 17. Um, not a game we called. We both called the Eagles winning this.
0: This is huge for the division there. Yeah. Literally the division we said is an absolute shambles. Yeah. It's absolute it's really torn it wide open, especially when you put it in the context of the Cowboys also losing to the Rams. So the two teams with the losing records at the moment in that division, uh well, Washington's the only team with a winning record. Yeah. Which is insane. They beat the Eagles twenty seven seventeen. Dwayne Haskins, my least favourite quarterback, I don't even know why. Came out victorious over Carson Wentz and now a lot of questions about the Eagles. Jaguars-Colts, we both didn't call this either. Colts and um, Jaguars apparently tanking for Trevor. Definitely and Gardner-Munchu tore it up. The the jockstrap legend, yeah, as co- I think he's known by, by his friends, yeah. had an absolute career day. He was insane. I think he said 95% pass the success rating. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, always passes. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, just unbelievable. I mean, yeah. all went I mean, against all the um, uh, predictions for this game. Uh, so that was a 27-20 win for Jaguars. Maybe we we'll won't be talking about Jaguars in
0: terms of a tanking team. Maybe Jaguars have got a bit of a... Well, they've got points point to prove. The players a point have points point to prove. prove that basically, the Jaguars have just been like the head office. Right, right. Get rid of Ramsey. Get rid of Clare Campbell. Get rid of Fournette. Basically, get rid of all our good players. Yeah. So even if the players play well, they're not good enough to win. And the Jaguars are like, no, we are good enough to win. We are going to show you that we are a good enough team to win in this league. Yeah, Philip Rivers, also the debut for the Colts, got 36 of 46 attempts, so
1: not that bad, 363 yards, threw a lot, one touchdown, but also two interceptions, so a bit of kind of a hit and miss start for him uh, in a Colts jersey after so many years in San Diego, and then obviously the LA Chargers as they are now. Uh, The Bears won 27-23 against the Lions, uh, and moving on from that, we haven't got anything to say about that, maybe we'll talk about it more as the season goes on, Uh, we can't just mention that the Cowboys lost to the Rams, that was an entertaining game. Uh, Jared Goff looked in the swing of things, looked prepared. Um, uh, Zeke was just completely shut down um, by the Rams' defense, and that was a good win for the Rams. And as you say, the Cowboys in that division last year was a division with the least wins it took to win it, I think. I think the Eagles got to the playoffs with only nine wins. Um, could we be seeing that again from these teams that have so much potential in a way, in terms of definitely the Cowboys and the Eagles, um, but just cannot get over the line in a lot of their games? And finally, your Broncos, Tom, didn't uh-huh. quite start as you would wish. They've
0: lost their two best players, yes, though. Yes, that is tough. Gordon is Sutton, tough. the best wide receiver, and yeah. Von Miller, their best pass rusher. Gone. Yeah. I said this to Will, I was so hot on them over the, the whole of the off-season. Yeah. And then they're just all of it is obliterated within a couple of days before the first game. So I'm not as hot on the the Broncos. Drew Locke's going to have to play very well to get the MVP. <laughs> So, yeah, the Titans won uh, 16-14. And that's a nice little segue into our halftime show, yep. in which we will now talk about our new fantasy league that we started. And the matchup in week one, which um, was a meet between me and Will, quite funnily enough, completely random, but yep. between me and Will... All came down to this Broncos Titans game, and AJ Brown yeah. brought it home for me.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it was a um, just a bit of context for fantasy very quickly is that obviously in it's story, the halftime
0: show, halftime show,
1: halftime show. The, one yeah. working, the <laughs> way it works, the way it works in the NFL uh, with the fantasy is, is you get a division together of maybe 10, 12, how many of of you, and then you draft players. So it's not like the Premier League one where everyone can have Mo Salah as captain. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's more, did you have Mo Salah as captain? I didn't add Vardy though oh. I it too, so it went all right. It went all right, but. Uh, yeah, you draft, you draft players one by one. Our draft was 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 pretty funny. About two hours before, we didn't have a full team. A full, a full league of ten players. We were frantically trying to wake people up to get them into the league. I had friends from the States who were asleep when we were drafting. It's an eclectic mix of It's a really eclectic... Eclectic? eclectic. Yeah. Eclectic. eclectic. We've, we've I got, think I've met three of them. <laughs> yeah, Tom's met three. I think I've met five or two <laughs> in the States. Anyway, then, then we all got ready for it. And then I got the time difference wrong so it was an hour later because obviously you said it by the eastern time the commissioner uh, so, where was the commissioner the commissioner so the, already fucked up in, the in, booze in, in, were coming in in week one so we all had an extra hour to prep which um, was essential which was, was very essential then we had we had one guy auto drafting. That the NFL then just declared having the best team. Uh, my mate's internet connection died, so we ended up with no quarterback and no punter or no kicker. <laughs> um, lots of controversial picks. But anyway, yeah, me and Tom, and then you play against another team each week, so it's just one and 2 and zero, two and two, etc, as opposed to like a big long points tally. And as Tom says, in week one, all came down to AJ Brown, who got just enough receptions um to came over the line winning 108 to 105 which only means something to anyone that's got a fantasy team. <laughs> uh but yeah no, it's fun and i think it's also a lot easier to keep track of than uh premier league fantasy because obviously you only got to do 14 games uh before the playoffs come for like week 15 and 16 um, as opposed to Premier League where well, often they get some march and you're like oh my god all my players are injured and I've, I've stopped doing it because it's just so much effort to update every other, you know, every three
0: days. You also don't have to worry it's all about like cap space so yeah. like in the Premier League fantasy you only have 100 million.
1: You've always got a like, defender worth four that's just <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but so it was a lot of fun the draft actually and yeah. so I got my brother involved doesn't know an awful lot about NFL players but his point was this is actually really good I'm going to be more, way more interested each week yeah. in various NFL games. I've ended up with the roguest selection of um, of players. I was gonna say
1: who's your who's your favourite pick you got no, there? Well,
0: none of them. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> no, no, no. My favourite is um, Chris Carson. Okay, the Seahawks running back who was definitely one that people weren't aware of, but he um, he managed to pick up t- two touchdowns in uh, week one, which was good. But then uh oh, Cortland Sutton is obviously injured for the Broncos. Kittle is injured for the forty. Oh, you are really banged up. Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas was my number was my first round pick. Um, he's injured for a few weeks. So I've got a real ropey
1: bit of an injury crisis from week one already. Honestly, and Tom, I was very happy to pick up Lamar Jackson with the first pick. I know quarterbacks aren't generically picked first. Obviously, there are more points to be gained by the running backs and wide receivers just because of the way the scoring works. But Lamar Jackson is not just a quarterback. We know he's a running back as well. Um, so that was exciting to pick him up first I then got Ingram as well yeah. so I'm very Baltimore heavy And but he didn't, he didn't actually in a game where they scored 38 points Ingram didn't really do a whole lot so I wasn't great but Aaron Jones I'm very pleased with uh, Tyreek Hill I'm pretty pleased with Oh, like Jarvis that, Landry's picked up an injury
0: but like all those players are people that you've heard of mine are absolutely shockers like well, for some reason I decided to go for Jonathan Taylor the Indianapolis rookie running back I was
1: I wondered if that was some great insight you had or if you misclicked there when well, I saw that pop up
0: the, the the greatest pick I've seen is Calvin Ridley got like thirty three points yeah. as a as a sort of second second string wide receiver compared to Julio Jones that's insane yeah uh, um, I had like seventy points on my bench out of hundred and five which is that, it, that's tough which is insane uh, but it's a lot of fun
1: it, it's fun and I think it won't be the halftime show every week we may no, also keep you updated when uh, exciting things happen or when all our quarterbacks get injured
0: but it was quite funny uh, that we played each other. It,
1: well, yeah, it was it was funny. La, Vion, La vida loca versus locked in uh, was that was that first matchup. So we'll we'll keep an eye on on the fancy uh, from week to week. But now we must go into our predictions.
0: Uh, if you don't want a two hour show from us. <laughs> um, and this this week we, we we spoke before the show. There's not as many standout games. No. I don't think There's not as many highlight. We're gonna we're gonna highlight three. We highlighted four last week, but there's definitely a lot to. There'll be a lot to talk about next week, I'm sure. As in, some of these results are going to be big results. Yeah. Even though, necessarily on paper, they don't look like the most intense, big games. And one of the games that I'm going to highlight straight off the bat is Thursday night football, Friday morning football for us. And it's the Browns versus Bengals. Now, this is a game... The Bengals are not a team we'll talk about too much this year, and that's why I really want to highlight this game. It's on Thursday Night Football. How many times have the Bengals been on TV in the last few years? Very few. Uh, It's a chance for people at home in England to watch, and in America, obviously, with with it being prime time. And it's a battle of, again, two number one overall pick quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield for the Browns and Joe Burrow for the Bengals. We said... That Joe Burrow was a lot better than we expected him to be, and I did not expect him to be able to carry this Bengals team as much as he did against the Chargers. He and an an incredible rushing touchdown as well, where he just surged forward and just a bit like yeah, he used one of his players as a block, sort of like steered one of his offensive linemen to block in front of it, which was so cool. And when you look at the offense that they've got, they've got uh, is it Joe Joe Mixon, Joe Dixon, the running back? Yep, he is. Good Mixon, yeah. Mixon. and then you've got AJ Green, who's insane, yeah. T Higgins, who they picked up in the second round, John Ross, who I think holds the record for the fastest 40 yard just time something like three seconds or something at stupid. the combine, yeah. and Tyler Boyd, who I guess is good because he's highlighted here. Yeah, but he actually has uh, an offense, some offensive weapons that he can use.
1: It doesn't feel like a, a 1 in 15 no, offense, honestly, from, 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 from last year, and he, even um, uh the quarterback who's now the Cowboys uh, that they had last uh, year. Dalton, you oh, dalton. dalton Not a bad quarterback either. So I'm slightly puzzling how they ended up going 1-15 last year, but probably the defense just, just did not hold up. Um, but I don't think they're as bad as that. I don't think they will be as bad as that this year. But I think what we're talking about more is the impact this game could have if the Bengals pull off a win. Yeah. Because if you look at the Browns, they've now had three years, or into their third year, um, with Baker Mayfield. Giving him the talent, giving him the coaching, um, and if they now lose to the Bengals and slip to bottom of that division, um, which obviously has two very strong established teams now in the Ravens and the Steelers, um, how does that look for them? Where do, where do they go from there? They've got big players on big contracts. They can't really move on from Baker right now. Um, but if the if the Bengals can establish themselves as the third best team in that division and, and move on from that even possibly, the Bengals haven't been a bad team for long. For a long time, they are making the playoffs most years. So, That'd be an amazing impact uh, to watch for if the Browns somehow find a way to collapse again.
0: Well, yeah, it may, it starts all those conversations yeah. about are the Browns going to be shit again? Oh, they just and destined. It, yeah, to be shit. exactly. And it's it's insane. It's actually ridiculous. And literally, the meme that sums it all up is like you know the, that Spider-Man meme where they're oh, yeah. pointing at each other, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like twenty thirteen Browns pointing at twenty fourteen Browns, twenty fifteen. Yeah. And it's just it's like. It's just it just keeps happening. Yeah. And you're like, they've changed the GM, they've changed the head coach. It's they obviously haven't even played this game and haven't lost yet. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like if they do, it will really start these conversations going again. And I'm saying that the Bengals have a chance and the pressure is all on the Browns here. The Bengals were terrible last year. Yeah. And somehow still managed to get well, this they've seem to have got it somewhat sorted out. They've yeah. got a young coach, obviously young quarterback. Murrow, he looks like a leader that Baker Mayfield never has been.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, when you saw him in, in some of the way he conducted interviews, the way he talked after that kind of season at LSU, he did come across immediately as a leader, where yeah. with Mayfield, it came across as this kind of slight, hothead it did, the teammates did seem to rally around him Did seem to like him But you felt like he had a way to grow as a leader Anyway Burrow kind of seemed Burrow one doubted him as a number one pick I mean that's a big difference as well yeah. So he's got nothing to prove there as such Because everyone accepted he was a number one pick Whereas Mayfield from the whole way was being told You shouldn't have been picked number one It should have been Sam Darnold. It should have been Josh Rosen It should have been whoever um, So it felt like he had um, slightly more to prove And Burrow maybe has that confidence there To say well look if we only win three games this season No one's going to blame it on me so I'm just going to ball out and have a, as much good season as I can without that pressure, in a way. Because when you do enter a team that have had that bad a season the year before, there is less pressure on your shoulders. Whereas Bacon now has
0: to has to prove it. He is a grafter as well, bro. He looks, he, as I said, we talk about like size quarterbacks. He looks broader. It looks like he's like he's packed on some weight in his upper body, he's got a bit of a beard coming along. Like, yeah. He looks like he's sort of growing into the, the leader that the Bengals act that absolutely need. Also
1: from Ohio, so once that fan base is in, they will love him now, I think. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, he's, a, he's
1: a local boy. Um, which would be great for them to see. So Browns, Bengals, watch out for Thursday night on the telly. Um, if you can get a bit of that even the first half of that. We've got to predict it. Um... Uh, Bengals call is is so bold <laughs> when they're like, this is my
0: this is my last week we had the the Cardinals versus uh 49ers It's upset upset alert yeah upset alert and i i'm calling it as upset alert yep it's the upset alert you so you you're,
1: you're calling this for the for the Bengals <laughs>
0: it's my upset alert of the week
1: And when we talk through that that Bengals offense it doesn't look so bad but it does in comparison to what the Browns have in terms of weapons <laughs> it does no I'm, I'm going to go Browns which right, I, re- okay. I rarely do usually it's, it's Tom going Browns and me I'm hoping often, they don't but I'm often massively <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to switch up a bit there um, on first night football so watch out for that Texans Ravens we have now I think we've got this because we didn't uh, talk about the Ravens last week first probably touched on Tom will show in a while where we haven't just talked about the Ravens um, for ages but they definitely proved that they were still around and still definitely in the zone to go for Super Bowl again this year or at least go one better the way they went last year, made the Super Bowl. Texans obviously with that kind of tough loss against the Chiefs, which I don't think reflects how good they are. Um, but Watson definitely has an uphill battle starting with these two games. I mean, I think these are the best two games, in, best two teams in football that Texans had to face in their first two games. Um, so unbelievably tough for uh, the Sean Watson and them. In terms of predicting it, it's hard to look past the Ravens in any game. We said that every game last season; they just, they just kept winning, Tom. But. Um, can you see the Texans get anything out
0: of this no I can't and really. it's just its just so Deshaun Watson is so good and it just seems to all be stacked against him he's also second the second best player
1: in football so we can't feel too sorry yeah.
0: for him. <laughs> but, right he, he's but just, yeah he's absolutely carrying this team week in week out and he come up against Patrick Mahomes last week and now he's coming up against um, the Ravens and every single one of their players if I said if I said earlier on the show that the that Patrick Mahomes has this complimentary class that's uh, cast, sorry, yeah. that's insane. Then the Ravens have got an even better complimentary cast, if I'm being honest. Their defence is immense, actually, they're my fantasy defence. Yeah. Um and yeah, I can't I I can't see past it, but I can see it being exciting. Yeah, it the, always will
1: be. The the Ravens last year beat the Texans forty one seven. Uh, in what was a bit of a rout. Lamar Jackson, four touchdown passes, 80 rushing yards, and sacked Watson six
0: times. So oh they can only God. improve
1: very Texans in this game. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see I mean, the bookies have got them as seven-point favourites, which I think is actually quite generous to the Texans in this game. Um, I still think it'll be high-scoring. Uh, I think they'll score more than seven points to the Texans, but obviously then losing Hopkins. But oh, yeah, S- sadly, I think we're going to see the Texans struggle uh this season and uh unless they can really really improve and really integrate randall cobb and dalvin cook and those wide receivers they've picked up um in the off season to somehow replace the uh the output that you get from hopkins so i know it sounds like we focus a lot on that relationship but that was the relationship that often got them over the line yeah. in games last year be like watson spirals out about four tackles turns around and finds hopkins for 12 yard play that got them to next down um, and whether he can get that with the crew he's got on his team this year, I don't know. So I think we're both going to put in uh, Ravens wins there in our prediction, which moves us on to kind of our third big prediction game, uh, which is Seahawks-Patriots. And I love everything about what this game could be um, in the sense of Cam his first real proper test against a top defence, a really, really top secondary. Um, but then the kind of established uh, kind of family team, which is the Seahawks, that just seems to have just built and built this. his off-season, obviously bringing Jamal Adams, uh, Metcalf in his second year. I don't think Josh Gordon has cleared, cleared no, yet no. Uh, to play for the Seahawks. I th- Chris Carson, of course. Chris Carson, yeah. My running back. <laughs> <laughs> big game for him, going So, yeah. Um, Seahawks, Patriots. The Patriots are kind of, I think, dark horses for the first time this year, and since everyone stopped talking about them. Because, we wrote like, them
0: off so early. We wrote
1: them <laughs> off. We predicted them like third in the division. In a division that had, what, three like, rookie quarterbacks? Pre- pretty much three quarterbacks on rookie contracts. And we were like, yeah, Pedro's going to come third. We, they, didn't, they didn't have Newton at that point, did they? When we made no, that prediction, they didn't. But, but with Newton now, um, every game's going to be entertaining, I reckon, whether they, whether they win or not. Um, I don't think you can look past Seahawks as massive favourites um, in this game. But saying that against the Bearcheck team ever. Just feels rash.
0: Honestly, I think, so Cam Newton, before he got picked up by the Patriots, spent his whole time posting on Instagram his workout vids. Yeah. And you wondered how much, obviously there's so much fake news going on. You can literally, like a 20 second Instagram video about you sweating in a gym. Yeah. Doesn't say anything. But he looks so fit. Yeah. So strong. So fired up. He is a completely different Cam Newton to what we've seen in the last couple of years where he's sort of just been like, Floundering around with the Panthers, just trying to get it going again to sort of those MVP year levels. He was in. He was insane. He, he literally led that team. Yeah, we wrote them off so early. We so did them off And yeah, you're right. When Cam came in, we were like, Ooh, "Oh, game changer." But the still, AFC was like, "Damn." Yeah. <laughs> but you, and also, you just you just can't write off Bill Belichick. No. And there's two absolute veteran head coaches here. We talk a lot about rookie quarterbacks and veteran quarterbacks. Two veteran head coaches here, Pete Carroll and. Uh, Bill Belichick, and if you put it into context how veteran these guys are. Oh yeah. It's Sean McVay who Sean is Sean McVay
1: the... was when he was born, Pete Carroll was older than Sean McVay is now. Yeah. I mean now is it, it was just, Pete Carroll was thirty five and Sean McVay was born and Pete, and Sean McVay is now thirty four. Like something just insane. Yeah uh, and they're coaching in the same division so it's Pete uh, Carroll uh, was a head coach in the NFL when Sean McVay was eight. eight yeah, <laughs> and he's now seventy nine uh and still coaching NFL which is Pete under... Carroll
0: is seventy nine. Yeah.
1: 34 35 Sixty nine. <laughs> God, I've been out. I've been out of uni for too long. So Would be incredible, wouldn't it? Wow, if he still came, I wouldn't put it past him. I would put it past seven days with Ticker. Really. He's got these. He's sixty nine. <laughs> uh, Pete Cow. Sorry, Pete Cow. He's still, uh, that's still ancient though. But but I can so, I can see him still going. There's no his energy is still there. You're trying what to make you? up for this. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah yeah. I, he'll still be playing. He'll still be coaching at seventy nine. That's my cool. That's my. Uh, Hot take on on this episode. The Pete Carroll will still be coaching in 10 years' time. No, sorry, 69, but whatever. Unbelievably impressive him coaching at, at that age. and Also equally impressive as Sean McVay in that division coaching at 34. But uh, we're going on a massive tangent here because I can't add up. Uh, Patriots, Seahawks. Seahawks to win this. Seahawks
0: to win it. I think so too, but it's definitely um, quite an exciting watch. Yeah. Especially yeah, Cam News, we haven't really even talked about how class Russell Wilson is. Yeah. And how class he was. It's kind I of, just, it's of accepted. Teams. Um yeah. that he will week after week. I think I just read that he uh
1: he has the second most wins of all time in his first nine seasons, like eighty seven. So he averages like nine point six wins a season from like his first season in the NFL, which just shows the consistency with the Seahawks since he came in. That relationship with Pete Carroll, that he has
0: hasn't he always had a
1: winning season? Yeah, always that's a winning insane. season.
0: Yeah. And he was what, like a third round pick? fourth round yeah I so think. late on yeah uh, he's transformed that Seahawks team into yeah uh, well a real outfit yeah
1: and pretty much favourites in every game they play when, when, do you don't bat, when do you not bat the Seahawks these yeah. days because you know they are going to win at least 10 games a season
0: you know. especially with Chris Carson at running back. <laughs> <laughs> <Those are> Chris <laughs> running
1: back so those are our three games those are our three big games now we might as well make well might, might as well we will uh, <laughs> uh, bring to you predictions uh, for the rest of the game so if we top up I start up here on our list with the Eagles Rams Tom um, Rams I was really impressed by uh, against the Cowboys, obviously the Cowboys we always kind of think will be good and then always let us down a bit. But it still takes a lot to beat a team that is as stacked as they are. Um, I mean Eagles come off that kind of harrowing start, uh, losing to Washington Football Team. Um, I'm picking Rams first. I just think they're too talented.
0: I think we're both going to go for the Rams, yep. and that is I don't think we'd have done that last year. I think no. we'd, we'd think we'd have backed Carson Wentz. It's but there's also like the, some mad stat about when um, like decent quarterbacks and decent coaches come back after a, a loss like mm. there's big talk about in the NFL about like comebacks yeah and like so and setbacks and with the class coaching outfit that they have at the Eagles Pete, uh, Doug Peterson and obviously Carson Wentz but I still think Carson Wentz has a lot to prove he hasn't won he hasn't won he's won this division a couple of times but actually has he really had that great an impact I don't know anyway on, um, so moving Bucks,
1: on Panthers is probably the next one I think this is a game where the Bucks gel and they scored 40 points. I can see wow. it. But we talked about how weak the Panthers' defence was um, and how, you know, even when they had decent offence, they still got lost pretty comfortably um, to the Vegas Raiders. You put both bucks in the spreadsheet, and I think we agreed that bucks. this is going to be the game they really make their mark on their division and on the NFL and Tom Brady throws four touchdowns. That's my call. Steelers against the Broncos, Tom, is this the comeback game
0: for the Broncos, or are they going to go 0 and 2 It's not, no. I think the Steelers, it's weird, because in previous years you'd always pick them as sort of a Super Bowl contender. And we're sort of ignoring them a little bit. I think Ben has come back hot. I think he's got far too good a team. Their defense is so good. Uh, the Broncos are not going to win this one. No. Colin Sutton, man. Oh, the, the, in, the injuries are so uh. injuries are so cruel. And I think even if I do
1: in the future go and pick out little snippets when you said that Drew Locke was going to be MVP uh, and the Broncos are going <laughs> do to do the playoffs, a it's, I do feel sorry because the injuries have haven't gone your way. Packers Lions uh the lions are uh, almost a joke in how little we talk about the lines <laughs> <laughs> like it's always become parable, like uh, how little we mention them but the packers are gonna win, win, win this surely Tom. I mean, no definitely.
0: that is so funny that is such a funny take we literally are just like are we're gonna we're gonna
1: commit let's we'll, we'll, we'll commit one halftime show wow so we'll both find five fun facts <laughs> about the Detroit Lions I,
0: I definitely have a fun fact about Matt Patricia and his record so this coach before Matt Patricia, who I don't even know, right. got fired after a 7-9 se- uh, and nine season. Right. Matt Patricia's head coach record oh. is 9-23-1. It's not nice. It's not it's not free reading. For, a, for an ex-Bill Belichick apprentice. Yeah. Pro- I about say prodigy. Print, prodigy, yeah. I got my words really mixed a up there. Prodigy, yeah. Um, um, He's not had the guest record, so the pressure really is on the lines. Right, we'll have one halftime show. Talking, talking about the Lions at
1: some point. Colts, Vikings, Philip Rivers obviously mm. lost that we didn't expect them to have against Jaguars uh, last week. But The Colts defence is, well, I was going to talk it up as being one of the best in football. It's what I picked, I think, for my fantasy. And then Gardner Minshew just just laughed at it <laughs> uh, and was all over it. So I don't know what to think it. The Vikings weren't bad against the Packers. It was a very, very impressive Packers game last week. Um, Somebody's had quite a hard one to call. I think it'll be a close game. Um, I think it'd be quite a tight, low-scoring game. I'm I'm on the fence here with we to pick uh, in this game.
0: Well, I'm going to go Vikings. You're so. going to
1: go Vikings. i might go Colts then. I'll go Colts. Wow. Just to, to, to mix it up it. No, I I think there's still a lot of talent in Philip Rivers. Um, uh, but then Vikings going Norton too. Ooh.
0: No, I go Colts. Vikings. Yeah. Go,
1: yeah. No, exactly. But I'm saying they're going to go Norton too. Yeah. I'll go Colts. <laughs> I'll go Colts uh, for Colts Vikings. See yeah, how that one plays out. Cowboys Falcons will be a good game. Uh, I think both, obviously, off tough losses, but both with stacked offenses. Um, Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, and on the other side, you obviously
0: got uh, all that talent on the Cowboys. Um, this is a big game for the Cowboys. If they get zero two here, losing to the Falcons, yeah, who we again we haven't spoken a lot they're about my dark horses this. this yeah, year. Yeah, they are. They are, aren't they? So you sort of have to go Falcons.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I have to go Cowboys collapse because it seems they seem. The thing is, they're just like the high class Cleveland. <laughs> like they, they haven't got the same chaos yeah. uh, but but they still disappoint they always, yeah, 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 yeah. over and over again um, but they can't do for long but anyway yeah, I'm going to go with Falcons uh, in this and the game I probably will try and get to watch the game I won't try and get to watch is Jets 49ers because as much as I'm a fan um, and my uh, Californian house or old housemate Nate will be like oh wait, let's watch this together and I was like oh I think I'm busy <laughs> uh, during, during that game 49ers big, fan. Yeah, big 49ers fan uh, he would keep he'd be like quite keen to watch him bounce back from that Cardinals loss I won't be keen to see the Jets go 0 and 2 so <laughs> uh, yeah 49ers will win this the Jets are nowhere again all three years we've done this show uh, look <laughs> at all the other teams that have like gone from bad to Super Bowl to bad again and the Jets <laughs> have just stayed bad uh, it, it is sad I don't think you've got any other
0: opinions on that Tom no no. we'll no. move on to Titans Jaguars this is, a good, this is an interesting matchup this is interesting Titans having had a really in division Titans haven't had a really good playoff run last year. Good victory on Monday Night Football. Um, against the Jaguars side, who everyone's written off and everyone basically assumed would get the worst record in football. Uh, Gardner Minchie playing well. I can't look past the Titans, though. No. I think, um, what's his name? Derek Henry. Derek Henry will run all over the Jaguars off the defensive line. I don't think the Colts had that sort of running game and that sort of men that Philip Riddler had to throw, what, 43 yeah. times? Yeah, that's a huge Which is amount, mental
1: out of him. If you think that Minshew only actually threw like twenty or twenty five, yeah, 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 and uh, we say he had a great game, That's a better game, it kind of showed how much because um, of in Philip Rivers and then said yeah, and now we are completely reliant on you, yeah, um, which is which is tough for them. So I think they're yeah, both picking Titans to beat the Jaguars in this game. But it will, I
0: think that'll be interesting. Yeah, be interesting, how long, interesting.
1: How, how long we're able to write Jaguars off.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, a week a week on. Well, last week. We wouldn't, seeing this game, we'd be like, right, Titans move on quickly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so
1: that's got something about that. Dolphins, Bills is interesting. I think Bills have got a real opportunity here. Um, obviously, beating the Jets fairly comfortably, but it's, it's still a game you've got to play. If they beat the Dolphins comfortably as well, and we already said, and the bookies have already said, that they are like the established favourites of the AFC East, which is amazing given that the you know, Patriots are still in that division, a serial winner team. But I think if they beat the Dolphins comfortably here, I just think they will. Uh, it could be A, the end of Fitzpatrick. It could be C2 faster than anyone thought we would. People are not seeing him the, the entire year. Um, but I don't think that will happen if Fitzpatrick maybe is finally, after a very kind of incredibly impressive, uh, often backup, often kind of uh, underappreciated quarterback, that um, he might be reaching the end of his, of his time in the NFL. Um, so we both picked the Bills to beat Dolphins in that divisional game. The Cardinals on such a high against the Washington football team. On a big high. Both underdog victories from last week, but the Cardinals have got so much more. Yeah. We're
0: hot on the Cardinals and yeah. there's no way we pick them. Yeah. Uh, this is the start of, of what I heard mentioned earlier of their really quite nice run, which yeah. could put them in a mad position yeah. in yeah, their yeah. division. So I'm also gonna watch I'm gonna watch this game, like hundred yeah. gonna watch this game. I'm looking forward to again two absolute incredible players in Chase Young, yeah, defensive end for the Washington football team against Kyler Murray. It, Chase Young just look at Chase Young uh, the
1: athleticism on show um, in this game obviously Isaiah Simmons also uh, now starting on the Cardinals Um, that'll be exciting to see the Chargers Chiefs I think we are both going to pick the Chiefs uh, to win here quite comfortably Um, and the Raiders against the Saints are probably both going to pick the Saints but I think the Raiders are another dark horse uh, yeah, in the NFL this year. I
0: think we associate them with chaos.
1: Yeah, Have but been, they're not. They're the not. Moment.
0: They're not really. And they've yeah. actually built quite a good, steady team. But Derek Carr is the opposite of chaos. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. mad we Yeah, really boring. But, but it's like, because it's uh, Gruden, isn't it? we're associate yeah. Associating with chaos, and because they had um, Antonio Brown, we were like, "What the hell is yeah, going on yeah, here?" Yeah, that was. Um, but they've actually sorted themselves out. And yeah, you're right. Like that win last week was really impressive. We didn't pick that. And maybe, maybe it's a chance for them at home though what is home advantage in, in LA, though L V Las yeah, Vegas in Vegas. the desert. Maybe they can uh, cause an upset. I think the
1: first game in that stadium I think will be I think Yeah, yeah, of course. Be soon, yeah, so yeah. That's exciting to see amazing stadium as well, worth like just looking up. Both the Raider stadium and the SoFi, the the, yeah, the Rams and Chargers one, also unbelievable stadiums, like nothing you've ever seen before. Um, Five both
0: billion equal, dollars, I think. Five billion
1: dollars spent on the LA one while the same owner can't fork out 40 for Arsenal. But anyway, <laughs> uh, not 40 billion, 40 million is what we're asking for. But anyway, uh, so both pick the Saints there. But I think, yeah, Ra- Raiders along with Falcons, they're my two kind of under talked about uh, dark horses. Out. Keep an eye out for those two those teams when we get to kind of November football if they're still in it. Um, so that, that wraps oh no that doesn't wrap up anything. Bears, Giants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we, we may as well have wrapped up yeah, yeah. Honest. Mitch Shitski vs. Daniel Jones, Mitch Ritsky obviously again is getting a win after you know so much criticism of him being uh, picked number one after they picked up Nick Foles in the offseason, then picked Mitch Shavitsky seemed like a weird acquisition when you are going to do that. But Tom's gone for the Giants. I
0: am, yeah. No, I'm thinking Danny Dimes against the Bears. I think this is the start of discussions about whether Mitch Rizzi is good enough. I think the Giants can do it. I, I, I'm not quite as hot on the Giants as you are with the Falcons and the Raiders, but I do think they're a side to watch out for.
1: I also like Jason Garrett as an OC. Yeah, See, yeah. Seeing, seeing him there, he looks so much more relaxed, so much more kind of deep in thought about what he wants to do with his offensive you know, uh, plays when he yeah. wasn't at the whole pressure of the entire Cowboys organization on his shoulders. Um, I think mean, he could really thrive kind of moving back a spot into his specialty, which is the offense. Because um, that was never really a Cowboys' issue, was it? Really? They got they yeah, always yeah. scored points. Uh, they never quite got over the line because their defense would give up touchdowns. So, Giants Bears. You picked uh, just to keep the predictions a little bit more varied. I'm going to go Bears on this. I love
0: doing that. I type it into the into the spreadsheet. My favorite, just to try and bait Will. Yeah, to Yeah, uh, uh,
1: <laughs> as, as a complete January gambler, I'm like, oh, he wants me to go Bears. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go Bears. So I'll, I'll pick the Bears to uh, to beat the Giants in that game. One we watch might talk about. Who knows. Uh, I mean, the ones we're going to talk about after this week is in next week's roundup. It could be anyone in this. I mean, obviously, well, I'm sure the Browns Bengals will be a talking point, but um, I don't know what will sign up this week. And that's part of what's so exciting about this show is we don't really know uh, what's necessarily going to jump out from this weekend in football. But just having football back every week is so nice, um, even if it does keep us up till stupid hours in the morning. <laughs> uh, we love to see it back. And it was good to see it back. I don't think it was. Um, uh, how to put it? Uh, decreased in uh, no having no fans didn't make it any less enjoyable. No preseason uh, didn't make a difference. No it like, didn't make a difference. Teams
0: played well. It looked hot. They were, like there's great plays on show. We'll yeah. try and share a few on our Facebook page. Yeah, we will
1: get on that. And to, to, to think that only like a month ago we were like, is there gonna be a season? And then yeah. this was such a good opening week. Um,
0: it was a great opening week actually. Yeah,
1: yeah, great, great to see. So that that wraps up episode two uh, of our twenty twenty season or season three. Uh, a Touchdown with Tom and Will I hope you enjoyed it We look forward to Hopefully seeing you Over the next week or two When we convert this Into an audio and video uh, podcast That requires a bit more planning And a bit more Will getting up on time But uh, <laughs> well, to- we
0: didn't even mention The fact that you're meant To be in Portugal right now <laughs> Oh
1: yeah Yeah cheers for that <laughs> For us uh, This would have been A Zoom call But now you get The high quality audio So look at that uh, So I hope you enjoyed the episode And we will hear from you next. Mahomes, timing route, down the sideline, it's caught, touchdown! Brady pumps, looking for Brown deep, and throwing for Brown. He's got it at the 30, the 20, the 10, the Patriots have won!